0: to help those that maybe have a child that uh, has extra struggles we've got to accept them and love them and I tell you the the greatest help that I've had is uh, for some time for something that is my job and my responsibility at the front door is uh, is Tanya just the blessing she is to be the greeter at that door and it's a blessing to me. This morning, it's I think it was January 17th is the date that most good new year's resolutions are ended. January 17th. So about 15 days or uh, 17 days or halfway through the first month is the time when we reach the conclusion, well, this maybe is not working, or why the hassle? Why not give up and just quit? And uh, and there's a verse in Haggai that I would like you to turn to there. It's Haggai chapter 1, and the easiest way for me is one of those small, minor prophets, so you're going to... You won't find it till the end of the message today unless you start at Matthew and you head back towards Genesis, uh, three books. You'll, you'll come to Malachi right after the division in your Bible, Malachi, and, and then there's, uh, what's the next one? Uh, see, I, I sweat whenever somebody tells me to, Zechariah, and then there's Haggai, or however that's pronounced, but I pronounce it Haggai. And uh, so you get to that, and you look at that first chapter, there's going to be something there that should help us this next year. I wanted to help me. Two years ago in in Cozumel, uh, I wanted to go on a long run. So I got up early in the morning, and I had my water bottles, and I, I... took off and I ran up the coast for a ways and then I turned at the last really road that cuts inland and it goes right by the airport and that followed. I'd never been on this road before so I was interested to see what's down there and that paved road turned into a path or a a gravel road, and it went by a city that I didn't know was back there. I looked down as I was running by down the streets there, and there were lots of dogs down there, so I decided not to run down there, and just kept running on this uh, road, and it turned into a path, and this path wound its way through the uh, woods, and there were little and little huts made out of sticks and mud, and and their fences were made out of sticks, and there were chickens and pigs and and dogs that would come out and chase me, and and I followed that, and finally it it came into another uh, dirt road and uh, by a, a monastery, and I knew that on my right was the one paved road that goes through the middle of the island. I couldn't see it, but I knew it was there. And so I knew I could always some way, cut through the jungle and find this road. Eventually, I found a road that cut towards that road. And I came out on this road, on the, the one paved road cutting across the center of the island. And I got out on this road and I said, if I go, this, if I go left, I'm going to run to the other side of the island. And there's really no, no people over there. Or if I take right, I'm going to run back down to the ferry dock and the center of town and and where we stayed. And so I turned and started running right. And I'm running, and as I'm running, everything looks different. I've been down that road lots of times. But everything looked different. It looked strange. And and finally, I pulled into a little uh, hut where they sell pop and stuff. And there was a teenage boy, and he spoke English. And I said, which direction do you go to get to the ferry d- uh, dock? And he said, he pointed in the opposite direction, as the direction I've been running. And I said, I can't be. See, see, really see. Okay. And so I turned around and began to run back the uh, way, and I said, I'm, I'm going to wind up, then things started to make sense. I had to stop, reconsider the way I was running, or I would be running around the island and, never, and wouldn't get back to where we stayed. Um, that's what has happened to the nation of Israel. They have become confused purposefully in many cases, and they have forgotten what God has told them and the prophet Haggai comes from God and says, Listen up, folks. And so that's these first five verses of chapter one of Haggai. If you've got a Pew Bible, it's page 813. So here, in the second year of Darius the king, in the sixth month, in the first day of the month, came the word of the Lord by Haggai the prophet unto Zerubbabel the son of Shealtiel. Governor of Judah, and to Joshua the son of Josedech, the high priest, saying, Thus speaketh the Lord of hosts, saying, This people say, The time is not come, the time that the Lord's house should be built. Then came the word of the Lord by Haggai the prophet, saying, Is it time for you, O ye, to dwell in your sealed houses, or your houses with ceilings? And this house lie waste, the temple? Now, therefore, thus saith the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. Consider your ways. Consider the direction that you ought to be taking. That's my challenge for myself today on the 19th day of January is consider my ways. Examine what direction I'm headed. What I plan to to do this year. Let's pray. Father, We're going to take a few minutes to to consider our ways. You've given us much instruction in your word. And often we read it and then forget it. Go our way and not think about it. Forgive us, Lord. Forgive me, Lord. Direct my thoughts today and my decisions today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen in your uh, bulletin is a, is a handout. Now, I know a few guys just about fainted when they opened it and saw that I had a handout. And I said, don't get used to it. Uh, but if you want to, to uh, make notes on that handout, that's what I did. Now, this handout didn't come from me. It came from... Uh, a a guy by the name of Don Whitney, and he is a professor at Southern Baptist University or seminary. And he wrote these in a devotional that I was going through, and I thought, ah, you know, it was just killing me to start answering these questions. And uh, I wanted to disperse the pain and let you answer these questions too. And if you don't have a pen... Uh, and you don't have to write a lot, but you should write a little, or I'm hoping you will. If you don't have a pen, if you raise your hand, we've got ushers have got some handfuls of pens, and they and you can keep the pen. So you even, even if you don't write anything and you want a pen, I wind up with all kinds of pens uh, when I get uh, home and I wonder, now, where did I pick this up? Uh, so, yeah, it just... Use a pen. We want, we want to pass these out. Pens. First Baptist Church pens. Uh, you, you, they're holy writing with these pens. It writes with gaps. and uh, You hate those, don't you? Um, so, 10 questions that I want us to consider. Stop and consider. Stop and reflect. Stop and evaluate. And if I don't catch you here this morning, I don't expect you to stop in the middle of the week because your goal is go, 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 go. And so you've got, we've got 15 minutes and we're going to probably cover three of them this morning. Uh, But I want you, and you might not write in all of them, you probably won't. Some of them are answered uh, in two different places. But ten questions for a new year. A time to stop, look up, and see what God is telling you to do this year. First question. What's one thing you can do this year to increase your enjoyment of God? One thing. Now, you might choose whole bunch. But I don't want you to get to the end of this series. I'm going to preach on it uh, next Sunday. I don't want you to get to the end of this and have a thousand things you're going to change in your life. Because you know as well as I know that it's not going to happen. But pick out one or two things different. It's just like, you know, every year it's lose 30 pounds. Well, it's not going to happen. You know, and so be... uh, Pick out one or two things here. What's one thing this year you can do to increase your enjoyment of God? What does it mean to enjoy God? What does it mean to enjoy your spouse? What does it mean to enjoy your family? What does it mean to enjoy your friends? You spend time with them. One of the old creeds of the apostles and then the church fathers, one of them, what is the chief end or the chief end of man is to... uh, Glorify God and enjoy him forever. I mean, summarize, what are we here for? To glorify God and enjoy him forever. They make it pretty simple. But what does it mean to enjoy God? Spending time with them. Getting to know them. Doing things. And if we're talking about family, doing things with them. Our spouse is doing things with them, uh, communicating. And so what is one thing you can do this year to increase your enjoyment, involvement, uh, intimate uh, involvement with your Father in heaven, with God? Now, in Scripture, we find out that there are three primary ways to enjoy God. He's given them to us. See, our enjoyment is going to come through his grace to us. What does that mean? You uh, run in the morning, you see the sun come up, and you say, thank you, God. That is so beautiful. You're driving at night, and you see the sun go down, a beautiful sunset, and you say, thank you, God because it's his grace that we even get to see these things, that we even have eyes to see them, that we have a sun that warms us and then goes down. And so uh, three means of this grace where we get to know God better and we enjoy him more. The first is his word. Because what we know of God we know from his word. So we stop and consider how we might enjoy God from this source called his word, the Bible or the Holy Bible. How is there a change that you can bring into your life this year that will will, uh, help you use God's word to enjoy God more? Well, read it. Maybe that's it. Maybe read it. I know that some read the Bible through in a year. And uh, Joanne has been uh, making copies of, of a Bible reading schedule. So you can read through the Bible in a year. And that's what we have here. And we don't have them on, out on the Welcome Center yet, but we're going to. So if you plan on doing that, I read the Bible through in two years. Um. It just because it takes me more time. Uh, I know my mom read through the Bible every year for years and years and years. And, uh, and then towards the end, she was reading through it twice a year because she was in an assisted living place. And if she wasn't gardening outside, she was reading God's Word or sharing it with someone. But read God's Word. If, if you want to... Uh, We'll have these out there. You can pick them up, but just start reading. Read, start at Genesis and read through. Or maybe it's to read through the New Testament. Have you ever read through the New Testament in a year? Or uh, I know a few years ago, Cindy's goal was to read through the New Testament in one day. And so we were down in Cozumel, nothing else that we needed to do. She started early Uh, I was her little waiter, and I kept bringing her bottles of water and and, uh, stuff, whatever she needed. And uh, she stood in the pool or sat on the edge, and she read the New Testament in a day. By the end of the day, she was reading through Revelation and realizing she was getting to the end, and she was just sobbing as she read. Try it. Say, well, what would make you sob? Try it. Figure it out, because it might do you uh, do to you what it did for her, seeing the whole picture of the New Testament in one day uh, maybe maybe it's journaling. Now I've journaled and, and usually my journals end about March, but uh, so I can pick it up a, a journal a yearly journal book can last me three or four years, but um, Maybe that would be something. You read a passage of scripture and you pick out one thing or one verse that made you stop and think. I mean, it's better to find one verse in 15 minutes than nothing in an hour of reading. So and journal about it. We have a bunch of these notebooks. Debbie Kirkville picked up a couple boxes of them, and I've got a box of them back on the Welcome Center and you can just pick up one of these books and use it as your journal. Write the date and the scripture, and and then write something that you found, a little gem that you found in scripture. Um, So uh, I found, and one reason why it takes me two years, somebody wrote this, better to read less and through meditation remember something than to read more and remember nothing. Uh, So, if it takes you five years or ten years to read through the Bible, I'm hoping that you've got a plan to read through the Bible. Don't skip some of those books that, okay, maybe you don't read every name, you know, you, and that was the way it is with some of those books, they're just all full of names, but... um, you don't need to read every name, but glance through it and see if it says something about them and, and cling to those. Learn something as you read. Um, so it's through his word. Meditate on it as you read. Think about it as you read. So what the first means of grace where we can enjoy God more is his word. Second means of grace is through prayer. It's not just hearing from God, but talking to God. Um, A a relationship is built between two people because both of them talk, not at the same time generally, but maybe sometimes, but you you communicate back and forth. It's not just coming from one source. It's coming with two, so pray. It might be that this year you want to pray Scripture. I I was reading a Nehemiah, and I got to this place, and and rather than read it, I prayed it. Just an example of what maybe this is what you want to do. In verse 5 of Nehemiah chapter 9, it says, And the Levites, and it gave some names, said, Stand up and praise the Lord your God, who is from everlasting to everlasting. And then they prayed this, these men. And this it turned into a prayer for me. Blessed be your glorious name, and I may be exalted above all blessing and praise. You alone are the Lord. You made the heavens, even the highest heavens, and all their starry hosts, the earth and all that is on it, the seas and all that is in them. You give life to everything, and the multitudes of heaven worship you. You are the Lord God who chose Abram and brought him out of Ur of the Chaldeans and named him Abraham. You found his heart faithful to you, and you made a covenant with him to give to his descendants the land of the Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, Perizzites, Jebusites, and Gergesites. You have kept your promise because you are righteous. And, And as you read Scripture, pray Scripture. Take a psalm and just pray it back to God. Uh, it's, they, they did that all through the Old Testament, uh, and they did it in the New Testament as well. They prayed Scripture back to God. Maybe that's the one thing that you will change in your life this year to make you enjoy God more. The la- last is the church, the assembly. Uh, in Scripture, in, in, it's ecclesia. They called out ones and those that are believers, and almost always is talking about a local assembly of believers. It's, it's, you know, they, it does talk about the body of Christ in several places. All of the believers, but most of the time, it's about a handful of believers that join together, that use their gifts and and uh, serve God in a particular community. Well, it might be that you would become part of this church. That's the, that's the beginning part of uh, receiving the blessings of a local church. And so we, this morning we have two that, that I've known for 35 years that have moved up here, And they're going to come, the Cullens are going to come and give their testimony. And this will be something that's different in their life, becoming part of First Baptist Church. Could you come at this time, Ed and Rosella?